0: Good evening, Warrior fans, wherever you are, and welcome to another exciting evening of Amity Warrior football. Jeff Clark and Ron Heber coming to you live from Amity High School, Scoggins Field here, where the Warriors get set to take on the Salem Academy Crusaders. And the Warriors come into this game, Ron, one and one had a, uh, a real nice, hard-fought win against St. Mary's 34-32 here a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, with an empty week on their schedule, we were able to pick up a game with um, one of the top-ranked schools of our size in Washington on Alaska. And we went up there last Saturday and uh, saw what a good football team looks like. Uh, yeah, a senior-heavy, solid athlete. Uh, football team <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and that game was really i think good for our kids because they got hit and when i mean they got hit i mean right off the snap the line exploded on them and hit them and i think after the first couple drives our kids adjusted better to that sure you know that uh, one drive we had probably uh, two or three first downs and then fumbled on like a f- right third and three, third and four, and then right at the end of the second quarter, we had a two or three, four first down drive and um, ran, ran, out, ran of out of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so some some good things last week, and I think it was just a really good experience for our kids. I think that that team would uh, probably be the best team we would see all year, regardless of who we play here in Oregon. Uh, on Alaska is a very very solid team. Great line, good skill position guys, and and uh, really just the most physical team I think we're going to see all year. Yeah. So it was good for our linemen. I talked a little bit with Jake Bernard's and Josh Ward about that a little bit, and both of them um, talked about that. Uh, well, Bernard's told me that uh, the number. Uh, I'm trying to remember that that kid's number, the the big kid number eight was it? Uh, well, fifty-seven and well the. Yeah. the Tight end. Oh, 88. 88. Yeah. He said uh, that kid hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, and, and they, he seemed like he was the only kid on their team with an attitude too. Yeah, I mean, he you know got into. He was into it. Got yeah, in, with Josh. Really got into several of our guys, but in their heads a little bit. But he was physical and he played hard. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then of course they had better linemen than we've seen in a couple of years. In number fifty-seven, and then he had some good supporting help there, uh, the Fraser kid. And anyway, it, it was a good experience for our kids. Um, uh, yeah. Tonight will be a little bit different. Battle. And we didn't get may hurt. We did not get hurt, uh, and we got a chance to see uh, that um, even good teams are going to have to double cover or triple cover Josh yes. because they couldn't single cover him either. And that's a good sign going forward. I think that tape is going to force good teams that that uh, uh, to have to. Commit extra guys to that side of the field wherever Josh lines up, which should open up other things for Joel to to, to call plays. And
1: for. I think McGill learned some things there as far as if they want
0: to free up Josh, they can't have him playing tight like that. It's very—he's too easy to cover. Uh, you know, with the they they had three people stacked on him, so at uh, the, the middle of third quarter, fourth quarter, they split him out, and that made a big difference. It makes it a little bit harder to run without that tight end in there. It right? does, and so you know you pick your poison a little bit, and we're seeing that you know in the NFL, a lot of teams that. Uh, that want to run the ball now will go with five linemen, no tight ends. Mm-hmm. Spread out those defensive backs. Spread the linebackers into the slot into coverage, uh, and then you know you've got more room for cuts for your li- for your uh, running backs. A lot of teams are playing with two tight ends, and then split those tight ends out yep. there. Get mismatches with the smaller backs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tonight will be a little bit different battle for the Warriors. Uh, Salem Academy coming into this with an O and two record, and uh, really haven't been in either one of their games so far. They have a new coach this year uh his name is Jed Leeper and uh, Jed, new to the program completely, so it's not like they have an assistant coach that just moved up. So they're having to to really develop a new culture there under this coach. Anytime you switch head coaches, it's tough, and especially if they are not a continuation of your former program, uh, this is all new. So defensive and offensive philosophies, how the coach communicates, what his expectations are, all of that is new for them. And, and uh, on top of that, they had a number of players decide not to play this year. Uh, and so their numbers are down. They have about 18 kids out for football, so there was no JV action this week uh, because they simply don't have the numbers this year. Looks like they're going to run the the uh, standard run-pass option. They they line up you know, like a, in a pistol mm-hmm. with the quarterback about three years back, and then a, there's a back right straight behind him, and then they <coughs> motion and roll roll out, and run <coughs> some run some options. stuff. And I think there's a lot of coaches that think that. Running that is a uh, kind of a panacea, right? It's going to fix all your problems. But the bottom line is, you have to have athletes, and they have to execute, regardless of what system you run. There's no magic wand out there for for not executing, for not having the athletes or the skill position players. Uh, you can't you can't trick your way into wins. And you've got to have a line. You really do. Uh, and. Now, you may need a different type of line, depending on what kind of offense you're running, but you do have to have guys that are good blockers Mm -hmm. uh, that execute their blocks according to the offense, uh, you know, and if you don't have that, it doesn't matter what offense you run, so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a game where the Warriors should win, Uh, they should win in a dominating fashion, but, uh, you know, if you come in with that mentality, sometimes uh, you come out flat and the other team can jump on you, and so I think think if the Warriors get off to a good start, uh, everything will be okay, if they don't... uh, who knows we're still young
1: uh in even two games into the season or whatever we we still are
0: we're young at some key key spots absolutely mm-hmm. um offensive line especially yeah, you know they're still gaining experience. You really only have one kid that has started a lot on the offensive line. Now, the good news is Philip West is back. Uh, that um, eliminates um, some issues on both sides of the line. Yes, um, it helps the offensive line. He'll be playing uh, left guard, right next to Bernard's. Between Yokum and Bernard's, there. Uh, Bernard's at left tackle, and so that side of the line will be better for running behind now for sure. Uh, and it helps the defensive side. He plays defensive end on there, um, and he's he's been a good defensive end since you know his freshman year. Um, uh, you know, he was effective uh, getting some snaps then. And so uh, he's a solidly built kid that understands how to how to execute that end position on the defensive side. And that will help the defensive end. That will give uh, some more rest for some of our offensive linemen that don't have to play on that side of the ball. I'm pretty sure he was like second-team <coughs> defense last year all-league. He, he was. He was. He, and he spent a lot of time in the backfield, didn't he? Yeah. So good to have Phillip back. Um, and I know... Uh, There's some kids that maybe didn't perform up to what their standards were last week individually, Uh, and I know this will be maybe a little chance for some redemption, uh, and I I know that Joel has had those conversations with those kids. We won't point out who they are, but I know there's some kids that, you know, Joel is really disappointed with during the game and and afterwards watching tape and and really needs to see those kids step up and and, uh, play like they're capable of playing. Field's in great condition. Um, We're going to... Take a break here from me talking, and we're going to have Derek Barnett talk. Uh, He and I got a chance to sit down and uh, have a little conversation here, and so this will take us right up to kickoff. So uh, enjoy a little update of fall sports here. This is Amity Warrior Football. We'll be back in just after this interview. We're talking with uh, Derek Barnett here this evening before the Salem Academy game and kind of run through what's happening with fall sports here in Amity. Uh, it's actually off to a really good start. We've had uh, a lot of success in, in all of our sports so far. So, uh, Derek, welcome. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing great. So let's, uh, let's start with football. Uh, since we've got a football game tonight. Football team 1-1 uh, one and one coming into this game with a uh, loss last week at Onalaska and a big win in the first week of the season against St. Mary's and a tough one 34-32. Um, your perspective as an athletic director on what's going on with football this year?
1: Well, we got a, a newer team, and I, and I don't want to say newer team, but it's a younger team that is getting uh, that's had some experience in the past, and uh, now they're being asked to step up into some um, starting roles. And I think they're kind of starting to adjust to playing more. Some of those kids playing both sides. Like last week, we saw Bernard go offense and defense. So I remember him telling me how tired he was in the third and fourth <laughs> quarter. So this, those athletes, uh, you know, getting used to playing both sides of the ball and. Playing a full game, actually, is a little different. Last year, we kind of, those kids got in... Maybe halfway through the third quarter and they're kind of done for the rest of the night. So, a little different playing a complete game. And we've talked about that uh, we replaced the whole starting backfield.
0: They were all seniors last year, and so there's a big learning curve there for you know Russell Brown and uh, Keelan, or, uh, Keenan Graham and and we um, also got back there Dylan Iseth and Cody Dyke. Um, all of them had a role last year, mostly on the defensive side of the
1: ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot on the defensive side of the ball. There, all of them were second stringers last year and got like I said their time in the third, and fourth quarters a lot. Of them now they're to take that full load and it's a little different uh, when you're the the main guy and I think they're starting to progress pretty well of figuring out blocks, getting their meshes together and they're actually starting to play pretty well offensively actually. Who's really jumped out to you on the football team
0: this year as as really stepping it
1: up? Well, I'm going to have to say Cody Dye. I mean, uh, defensively, he's kind of... First two games, he's been all over the field. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those ones that's tough when you place a back, or place a backfield like we had last year. And he's uh, getting a lot of those tough yards. And on Alaska, he was one of our... Better runners. It's uh, because he's able to shut off some of those blocks. He's a little bit bigger this year, a little bit faster, and pretty strong kid. So he's able to get off a lot of those blocks and uh, actually throw some pretty good stiff arms last week too against some big boys. And in my opinion, we have is probably one of the most
0: uncoverable. Receivers and Josh Ward in the state. If we get single coverage on him, I'm thinking it's six points almost every time.
1: Yeah, he's one that uh, definitely you can see. On Alaska did some film and uh, film work on us, and they uh, were doubling him everywhere he went. So he's a big threat. He's six foot six, something like that. that. And going down the middle of the field is uh, not easy to uh, defend in 3A football. He's a physical player. You know, for, for a guy who is a basketball
0: player in some people's minds, he, he might be a better tight end than he is a basketball player. I mean, yeah, he's a good basketball player.
1: He's one of those ones that you can spread out, and you obviously see him and make a big difference in throwing the ball to him, but you don't realize what he's doing down when he's down in the tight end position. You can know these down blocks freeing Cody Dyke up for some of these bigger runs that he's been having this year. So he's doing really well. Really so on both sides of the ball. Let's talk about girls soccer. Uh, soccer program under Coach Andy Dyer really growing mm-hmm. over the last
0: few years, uh, and now uh, a team with what twenty four? twenty six kids out. Twenty six. Coop wow. Perrydale, and what three Perrydale kids three there? Perrydale, and uh, they're winless so far this year. But I don't think the record really belies how successful they've been.
1: Uh, they've gotten so far. They've played three games. They're o two and one, and they've had two goals scored on them in the last. 10 minutes of the total of the game. So they lost to Taft in the last five minutes and then lost to the, the other goal score in the last like, three minutes of the game. So they're... Uh Defensively, they are one of the best in the state right now, goal-wise. Um, but they are a young team and an inexperienced team actually coming back. and. Uh, now, now, they have two ties now, right, after the Dayton one last week? Two ties, yes. So All Blanchett right, and ties. Dayton. Yeah.
0: And, and they've played a pretty tough schedule.
1: Um, overall, they've played Blanchett and Taft and Salem Academy. Yep. So our league is actually one of the tougher ones. The North League is a little bit tougher. Um, with Western Christian and Catlin and Gave, one of them, but our league typically has a pretty good standing in the state playoffs the last few years with YC, Blanchet, Salem Academy, and a whole Blanchett uh, 0-0 after... What we've gone through within the past has been pretty great for these girls. And it's exciting, I know. uh,
0: I hear nothing but good things coming from the kids in terms of playing for Coach Dyer.
1: Mm -hmm. He's great. The kids love him no matter what he does. He's he's great. He, uh, He finds a way to get the kids to enjoy the game and learn the game at the same time, which is what you want in a high school coach.
0: And we've got a, a middle school program that's going to feed that, it looks like, for the next few years, for sure. We've got uh, about 26 kids playing in the middle school uh, and, a, and some really nice athletes coming up that love the game of soccer. And, and so it's really promising as you look forward because he's got some young players on the team at the varsity level that are starting, sophomores and freshmen, that are getting playing time. And uh, you, you just have to think it's a really positive outlook long term for that program.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he came in uh, with only 13 girls his first year and, and two years later to come up to 26 is a big thing for him to say you know, what kind of coaching and kind of person he actually is to get more kids out, whether they're stars or not, but to get more kids out and get involved in athletics is what we like. And the middle school program is going to help keep those kids engaged
0: from the youth soccer in that gap until they get to high school because we had a lot of kids that played youth soccer and they didn't play for two or three years and then tried yeah. to play again in high school that's hard your skills deteriorate and and you know just your overall um you know feel for the game goes away
1: yeah it's good because i think this is our first time we've had JV soccer almost probably ever so they feel at like these JV girls um you know eight to ten games this year learn the system and then having andy here for so long those middle school kids now are learning his system and they're going to be pretty exciting. It
0: really is pretty exciting, and, and I really foresee some some uh, playoff success in the future for yeah. that group. Uh, and that's really neat because Amity is not uh, something that you think of soccer when you think Amity. You know, <laughs> no. and so yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Now, soccer volleyball, uh, volleyball, uh, really the program has you know when I got here in 2012, we made the state playoffs um, and got ousted by Valley Catholic up at their place in the first round. Uh, and since then, really. The program has been pretty down, um, struggled to you know, even make it to districts a lot of times, let alone get out of districts. This year seems to be a different story. What's going on with that volleyball program?
1: This group of girls this year, they decided they wanted to, uh, what I've been talking to the girls about, they are have, enjoying themselves playing with for Coach Ralston, one, and they are enjoying themselves and enjoying the game this year. They wanted to have a good year this year, so I told them, you guys got, it's on you guys. You guys go out, enjoy yourselves, have fun, make it what you want, and wins will come. And right now, I mean, we're sitting at seven um 7th and state right now. I know it's still early, but seven and zero right now. We're going into the Cat- San Christian or Saint-Lin Academy tournament this weekend, um, which will face some pretty good competition just to kind of see more of a gauge where our girls are at. But uh, this year, they're uh, they've only lost three sets, so they are on a road a pretty good road right now. And volleyball. You know, which you
0: kind of touched on um, indirectly there. Such a mental game. Your approach to it has everything to do with your success. Um, you know how you come into it, how you see yourself as a team, how you interact with your teammates. You know the skill set is one thing, but those skills coming together with six players on the floor and the and the girls who are rotating in uh, and really playing together as a team, trusting each other. Yeah. Uh, and there's some talent out there. I mean, yeah. there's some outstanding young players. Uh, let's let's talk about that real quick. Who is who's really still out to you this year on the
1: volleyball floor? Uh, well, one of them is our our sophomore setter, uh, Brooke Lopez. She's a uh She's done a lot of awesome work, and she's a, a very good setter, um, but she's also upped her game kind in of her serving, uh, bringing some jump serves in. Uh, our first game against Jervis here at home, I think she went 19 straight points by herself. Um, there wasn't help from the teammates, but for the most part, it was her serving in 19 straight points, so she's one of our um, standout athletes this year of, in the volleyball, but uh, we also had our team captain, uh, Malin Williams, who's been stepping up, being a real vocal leader out there, and even... Uh, uh, Madison Varell, who's actually been picking up a lot of the stuff at the net for blocks, and she's been having double-digit kills the last few games, so uh, it, it's all it coming is, together. It is. It's neat to see it come together like that, and, and what I've seen in talking with the girls, you know, in
0: the halls and, and at practice and things, um, not during practice, but, you know, before and after practice when I've seen them, uh, is is what you talked about a little bit. It's just their attitude about playing this year is just, we are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and that just is contagious, you know, we, especially when you're four seniors, when you're Leadership group has that attitude, the other kids will follow along.
1: Yeah. And I, one of the things I liked about this group that I've actually made a comment to one of the girls, I asked them after the Willamina game, it was our first game we went to five sets with any team. Um, and I asked them how it went. I go, it's a great win for them. And they, they said the best part was actually getting down in that game and then seeing that our team was able to come together and get that win in the end. They said that was the best part of their season so far. So finally, let's talk about cross country. Cross country down a little bit this year in terms of numbers. Um,
0: and I know uh, Coach Hayes. Would like to like to get some more more guys and girls out for that, but um, uh, where are they? I know they've got at least uh, one pretty competitive male runner um, in Drew McMullen.
1: Yeah, Drew McMullen. He's he's down a little bit right now with uh, some plantar fasciitis, so he's struggling a little on that. But he's starting to get um, he got some work done, and he's actually. Uh, Starting to pick it up a little bit now. I talked to Coach Hayes the other day, and he said he's starting to get down to where he kind of needs to be. So hopefully he can keep on his progression where he's at, um, and be back to where he was, and hopefully represent us again at the state next year or this year. Yeah, and so um, so hopefully
0: uh, that'll that'll continue to grow and bring some of those middle school kids up. And uh, but you know, bottom line is uh, a lot to offer for our kids, regardless of, of kind of what sport they like. There's there's a lot of good things going on with. Sorry about that, folks. I had to cut that a little short there, interview with Derek. Uh, He was just wrapping things up, though, and I hope you enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about what's going on here with our athletic programs this fall. Ron Huber and Jeff Clark coming to you live now as we get set for kickoff, kicking off for the Crusaders number 14. That is Chase Brown, a sophomore. And uh, this is a Salem Academy team as we watch them warm up. Um, Not a real big team, not real experienced. And uh, so it should be an opportunity for the Warriors, if they execute well, uh, to be able to uh, put some good numbers up tonight. Back deep for the Warriors. They're going with three guys back at about the 15-yard line. Got Braxton Morgan, Dylan Nyseth, and what's my other number back there, Ron? 24 would be uh, Wyatt Hatch. Was it 14? 14 and 24. No, 14. I didn't see that. So 14 is Luke Johnston back there. Mm -hmm. I thought it was 11. Apologize. So those are the three deep. The Warriors have had a hard hard time on kickoff return. This oh, okay. ball onside on. kick and it uh, might have made it ten yards. And the Warriors did fall mm-hmm. on it right at the fifty yard line. That was that was a so surprise. Philip so West right on top of that, <laughs> he got it right as it got to the fifty yard line. If it goes ten yards, the other team can recover it whether you've touched it or not. And Philip West waited for it to go the entire ten yards and then fell on it. He could have gotten a little bit more aggressive, but I I don't know if that was intentional or not. That was- that was not intentional. I've just heard from the Salem Academy assistant coach up here. I think the kicker just slipped a little bit, caught the top of the ball. It almost turned out to be a great onside kick because yeah, he was. Nobody was ready for it. And Salem Academy's closer to it than our right. guys. All of a sudden, our pick. guys didn't know what was going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right. Josh Wart split out wide right, wigered out to the left. They bring Dyke in motion, handoff right up the middle. Russell Brown. And Russell Brown, oh, the ball's loose, and I, I, think, I think Salem academy got he, it. Yes, he did. So one carry for seven yards and a fumble as Brown puts it on the ground, and Salem Academy will take over at the 43-yard line of Salem Academy. Looked to me that he did not have control of it from the handoff. He was kind of trying to get it as he was running the Warriors defense now have to stiffen up a little bit we talked about you know sometimes when you're playing a team that you feel like you've got overmatched especially the Warriors being a young and experienced team uh, sometimes that makes it hard to stay focused they run the option and the quarterback gets it outside and the running back down the sideline and forced out of bounds by Cody Dyke inside the 40 at the 35 that running back was number 14 Chase Brown And they ran a little option to the right. Nobody had outside containment there. And immediately, how many yards on that play, Ron? Uh, 20. Maybe 22. 22 22-yard, 21, 22-yard gain, something like that Mm -hmm. for Salem Academy as they run an option to the right. And the pitch man takes it around the corner. Lined up in an I formation. Wide receiver split out to the left. Quarterback in the pistol. Takes a snap, quick toss to the left. There's a huge hit and a wrap-up and drill backwards. Is that Keenan Graham coming Keenan, in there? Keenan Graham. Keenan read that play all the way from his right cornerback position, came flying in and drilled the running back for a loss of about five yards. Oh my, Second and 15 coming up for the Crusaders. Oh, Keenan playing that kind of a slot cornerback position there on the right side. He read that play all the way came up and made a huge hit crusaders Crusaders back in that pistol one wide receiver split out each side out to the right is stand back out to the left is pass there's a snap Fake the handoff and the quarterback is wrapped up and I think there was some miscommunication there because no running back moved he's like the only one that knew the snap count yeah everybody else was still frozen And maybe he didn't know the snap count either. Maybe the ball just got snapped. Because thats I think you're right, Ron. It looked like it got snapped early Mm -hmm. right to the quarterback. And he just kind of stood there like, oh, why do I have the ball? There's nobody moving. So then loss of about two on the play. So third and 17. So Warriors give up a big play on the first play. They're caught a little flat-footed after the turnover. Pistol formation. They bring 14 in motion. They hand to him. Right up the middle. He is wrapped up and dropped at about the 40-yard line of Amity that will bring up 4th and 14.
1: Lebertinas.
0: Enrique made a good read on that. Yes, he did. Stepped right up in the hole, met the running back from the linebacker position there, and took him down. So pump formation here for the Crusaders from the Warriors 40, back deep, George Hatch and Logan Grove will position themselves right at the goal line. Should let it go. <laughs> Yes. They get it off barely, and the ball's going to hit at the 15 and bounce down inside, and Hash picks it up at the five-yard line and falls forward for two. There was a Salem Academy player right there about to down it, and George reached in, grabbed the ball from him, and got about two yards. A very dangerous move by George, but it worked out okay this time. Number 67, Caden Solinger there on the punt coverage for the Crusaders. Warriors backed up inside their own 10-yard line. They'll take over at the 7. First and uh, they're going to mark it at the 8. First and 10 from the 8-yard line. Amity splits out. Weigert to the left. Josh Wart lined up on the right end. Wing T formation. They bring Nyseth nice in motion. Hand to Brown. Brown plows. Gets ahead there across the 10 to about the 14-yard line. I was going to say he plunged, but he didn't. He looked like he was going to plunge ahead, and then he kept his feet and picked up a couple more yards. Five yards on the carry. Second and five for the Warriors. Spot that close to the 13 there. Kane Black bringing in the play from the sideline for the Warriors. Warriors in their home royal blue uniforms with gray trim, white helmets. Salem Academy, their road unis, black pants with some white and gray trim on them, white tops, and a gray helmet. Keenan under center, It's a snap, takes the handoff off the middle, gives it to Dyke, Dyke trying to get outside, and he is wrapped up and brought down by Baylor York. York, a soft, or a uh, junior defensive lineman there, had good penetration, and brought down Cody for a loss of about two or three yards there. They're going to spot it back at about the ten. Third down for the Warriors. Well read by the linebacker. That was lineman. That was uh, defensive, 62. 62. I okay. was on the tackle. Defensive lineman. Yeah, he uh, looked like maybe he didn't get blocked. That's mm. what it kind of looked like from here because he had a free run to Cody there and he came from a nose tackle position. I oh, thought it was 67. Oh, uh, okay, it may have been. Defensive end there. Yeah play a 3-4 defense, or a 3-5 defense. Graham rolls to his left, hits Brown in the flat. Brown across the 15, pushing ahead to the 20, down the sideline to the 30. Brown cuts it back to about the 35-yard line, and a huge first down play for the Warriors from their own 10-yard line. Going to pick up about 25 yards on the play. First and 10 Warriors from their 35. Nice pass by Keenan. Good touch on that ball as he rolled to his left, dumped it in the flat to Russell, and Brown able then to turn it upfield with a head of steam. He faked the dive play, drew the everybody in, and then Russell's wide open. Josh Wart, tight end on the right side, slid out to the left. Cameron we- or, uh, <laughs> get Weigert out there. Good ball right up the middle. Cody Dyke picks up four yards. He's wrapped up and brought down there by Gavin Stanbeck. Brings up second and six for the Warriors. Beautiful evening here. Just perfect football weather. Slight breeze out of the west here on a clear night. Cool temperatures. Lights are on as we get into the dusk time of the night. Eye formation now. Brown set up behind Graham. There's a handoff to Dyke going right, and he is piled up. Gains about two. 62 and 4 on the tackle. 4 is Brandon Reed, the quarterback, uh, playing linebacker for him. Damn. And 64 is Aaron Macon. Nice tackle. Very really little movement offensive line than on that one. Fire, Third and 4. It doesn't look like there's too much on this, <coughs> on this right side. We're going to have to stay on the left, I think. Third and 4 for the Warriors. Ball at the 42 yard line of Amity. Fire up the ball! Fire up the ball! Let's go! Wing T formation. Like Weigert split out left. Going to hand it to Nicef going around the left side. He's going to have the first down and more across the 50 to the 47-yard line. Maybe the 48. First and 10, Warriors. Good job by Nicef. Got what was blocked and then a little bit more around that left side. Good blocking out there on that left side, Ron. You were just talking about going left, and that's why. I think those are our two best offensive linemen right now. let <clears throat> be Jacob... Bernards and Philip West. And one of them pulled. I think Philip pulled on that. Get out in front. Wing T formation, Ward on the right end. Graham fakes the handoff, rolls to his left, looking downfield. He's got, got a man wide open. It's Dyke, and he drops it in at the 20 to the 5, and he's tackled. See, he fumbles the ball all the way down. Nope, they're going to say he was down. They're going to say the ground caused the fumble, and so the Warriors will have the ball inside the five yard line. Cody Dyke drugged down as he tried to get across the goal line. He was reaching for it, and the ball knocked out by the contact with the ground. So, first and goal Warriors. And we'll see if they spotted it at the 1 or the 2 or where they say his knee was down. 47
1: yards. I think 47 yards. About
0: the 2-yard line, I think, Ron. Not yeah. very good ball security. No. Probably should have kept that wrapped up and just taken whatever he could get. He Not was trying to trying to watch. reach for that goal yeah. line. Well, since we don't have video. <laughs> 5.44 left to go. Bring nice in motion, the hand to him, and he will dance his way into the end zone. Yeah. Touchdown Warriors with 5.37 left to go in the first quarter. The Warriors were first team on the board tonight. That was a nice drive starting at their own eight yard line on that, Ron. And able to matriculate down the field with some real nice mix of pass and run.
1: That's tough. That's tough when we see play action,
0: Warriors go for the two point conversion here. Ball spotted at the three yard line. They break the huddle. Should be I-formation with Dyke behind Brown, set up behind Graham, under center. Weigert split out left. Hand it to Dyke, oh, and he is stacked up. Every time they have run Cody, he has been hit almost immediately. He well, had no chance ever made back to the line of scrimmage. There was nothing on that right side. It, they tried the right side again. So, 5.37 left to go in the first quarter. Warriors lead the Crusaders of Salem Academy 6-0. to zero. And a nice drive. Really highlighted there by the third down conversion, third and four conversion on the pass to Russell Brown. Uh, He picked up 25 on that. And then the deep pass play, how far was that pass play? 47 yards. From Graham to Dyke down the seam. And so Cody not able to get anything going in the running game so far. Definitely able to get it going on that pass play. So two big plays there in the passing game. And the Warriors looking good on their first drive. Salem Academy, a young team, new coach, as we mentioned, uh, and uh, not a lot of players out. Eighteen guys dressed down for this game. Maybe 19. I think I, think, I, think I kind of I seven subs. Warriors taking the field to kick off. And I think uh, I have to wait and see who he's got kicking off think he's got um, Sergio Alba kicking. I think Sergio's going to be doing the kicking from now on. Yes. Had never kicked before last week, and so he's new to the kicking game. Boy, what Joel wouldn't give for a guy who could drive the ball inside the 10-yard Ooh. line in the air, huh? We've seen a few of those. Cascade Christian had one last year. Just yes. killed us. We've had a couple foreign exchanges over the years that could do, but we just haven't one, one of our own for a long time. Alba ready to kick off. Sergio takes the run up and kicks this one down the right sideline. It bounces at the 30, picked up at the 29, and a good pile up. Keenan Graham with the tackle at the 35-yard line. Helps up the ball carrier, was number 12 on the return. That's Brady Brownell, or Brownell, and uh, Keenan Graham, two good hits in this game now, one on the defensive end and one on this kickoff return. Keenan flying down the field, not afraid to lay a shoulder to somebody. I think good sportsmanship. Keenan helped the guy back up after hitting Brownell hard. So, just across the 35 yard line, the Crusaders start first and 10 there. Eye form, or a pistol formation. Throwing down Close the seam, open. and he's got a man, and he missed him. Wide open was number eight, Stone Spangle. Down that seam route, there was a blown coverage there because there was a defender chasing him. Had the ball been on target, Brownell, um, excuse me, Stangle would have been Stangle would have been running for a while. He was a uh, good play call. Had a play action fake there, froze the linebackers, and the uh, receiver just ran a seam route right past the defense. Cody, Cody just caught him. four whites. <laughs> Looked up in time to see the guy run by him. Four whites, two on each side. Bring a man in motion. From the left is number 14. He was starting forward before the snap. They throw it to him in the flat, and Josh Ward with a big tackle wraps him up and drops him right at the line of scrimmage. Pass was to number 14. That's Chase Brown, and he had no chance of escaping the junior tight end slash defensive back Josh Ward would it it moved Josh all over the place. It looked a little bit like Canadian football there because he was... <laughs> he was moving towards the line of scrimmage before they uh, that. That's the other one, arena football. Arena football, yeah. yeah, you get the run at the line of scrimmage. I actually like that rule. <laughs> I think it adds a lot of excitement to the game, but uh, not allowed in high school football, but uh, allowed tonight apparently. <clears throat> three wide receivers to the right. Well, nope. I can't see what they've got. I think they've got a guy in the slot too. Yeah. So it looks like three receivers to the right. Bring one in motion, maybe two. Bring one in motion. They toss to him, and he is hit. Oh. Keenan Graham on the tackle again with a little help
1: Tackled by Keenan Graham.
0: from, I think, Wyatt Yokum in on that tackle as well, and it'll be fourth and ten as they hit him right at the line of scrimmage. That was a toss play to Stone Spangle. They brought him in motion and then kind of tossed it to him, kind of a version of a jet sweep there. But Keenan Graham playing great containment. I'm guessing the receivers just aren't blocking very well because that's twice Graham's made a tackle in the back or right at the line of scrimmage. Punt formation, high snap, gets it down, and hits it right kicked it right into the back of his own lineman, and it's gonna be down inside the twenty five or right at the twenty five yard line. I think he kicked that right into the butt of his lineman number seventy seven, Evans Brown. We had such good pressure up the middle that it drove the blockers back into the punter. I don't think I've ever seen a uh, self-block there by the offense, but you're right. It was the penetration there of the defensive line forcing that. So the Warriors take off with great field position. First and 10 from the 25 of the Crusaders. 3.54 left to go first quarter. 6-0 Warriors. I'm wondering. Make sure we've got good sound here. I haven't heard from anybody, but we'll give it a check here. Uh Uh-oh. Fumble, ball to ground, and they recover. What happened there, Ron? Uh, they tried to run a counter, and they had so much penetration that you know ended up handing off to them almost. So the Warriors, with their second fumble and turnover of the game, I was looking down on that snap trying to make sure we had some good sound here, and lo and behold, we turn it over immediately. So the Warriors return the favor there a little bit and give good field position. Well, they give the ball back. Not a great field position, but they give the ball back at the 27-yard line for Salem, Salem Academy. They split three out to the left. Now they bring one back in to a tight end type position. One one wide receiver to the right. There's the snap. Quick throw out to the left and off the hands and out of bounds. Incomplete pass. Pass intended for number nine, John Pass. Brandon Reed, quarterback, and... It seems like, Ron, the beginning, first couple of passes, always Anytime time an opposing team tries to throw an out, they struggle with the crown of the field. This is another team that plays on turf where the field is flat, and Amity has a very crowned field. So when you're in the middle of the field, you are you know, two or three feet higher than your receiver's feet. And so uh, it messes up that out pass. tends to sail just like that one did. They bring a man in motion, a handoff to the fullback, and he plows ahead. Or maybe a couple of yards. Maybe a yard. It's going to be third and long. Third and nine, we'll call it. They ran the fullback right into the middle of the line there. Nowhere to go with Dylan Smith and company. Down inside, three and a half minutes to go. First quarter, 6-0 Warriors. Crusaders break the huddle. They split pass out to the left. And a wide receiver to the right. Pistol formation. They bring a man in motion. They're going to hand off on the counter counter to number seven. He's wrapped up and brought down by Cody Dyke. That is Iverson on the carry. Dyke with the tackle. It'll be fourth... And about seven or so, and so another punting situation for the Crusaders. Two turnovers for the Warriors so far, Ron. That is not something that's going to make Joel very happy. A little sloppy on the handoffs.
1: Yeah, Russell's, Russell's
0: he had the ball and just fumbled it. I Fumbled it for two or three yards, and said that one there was just total confusion in the backfield, plus the penetration, penetration just... The, the, so Academy almost took the handoff from Greg. Punt formation, ball at the 30. They get this punt off. It's a low line drive. It's going to hit at the 47 and roll. Roll, let it roll. And it'll go down inside of the 35 to about the 32 yard line. Warriors will start there, first and 10 from their own 32. Good punt there by the Crusaders. George Hatch kind of thinking about trying to reach in and grab that one again, like he did earlier. Got a couple yards. Uh, this time he wisely lets it roll out. Crusaders had good coverage on that. So the Warriors take over with 2.20 left to go. First quarter and a 6-0 lead. Ball at their own 32-yard line. First and 10 Amity. Wing T formation with Weigert split out to the left. Ward on the right side of the formation. Graham under center. and hand off right up the middle. The Brown he's got some room to run across the 40. Still plowing ahead to the 45, to the 50. And Russell Brown with a huge run. 19 yards, 18 yards on the carry. So it depends on where they spot it here. Say so it's gonna be 19 yards to the 49 yard line of the Crusaders. Good power run there by Russell, but I'll tell you what I saw. One hand holding that ball as he was being tackled. I think that's something he's gonna to have to work on. When you're starting to get hit, when those guys get in close and you can anticipate the hit, you gotta cover that up with two hands. Something West Streeter did so well last year. Only one fumble all year for West. Ward split out to the right side. Single coverage out there. Yes. The handoff to Brown right up the middle. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee Logan is talking to Joel right now about what they just saw on that defensive alignment. Warriors pick up a yard, second and nine. Yokum coming to the sidelines to talk to uh, John Trumbly there. He's not picking up, he's and not sending it back in. They're getting so much penetration on. That guy right up, 62, has been in the backfield <coughs> several times. That was an animated discussion between an assistant coach and a lineman there.
1: <laughs>
0: Wart again split out to the right side. Looks like black out to the left. Graham drops, looking to pass. He's got Wart down the right sideline. It's they up, have it. and Wart high points it, and he gets some safety help over there. Keenan underthrew that just a little bit. Josh went up for the jump ball, but some good help coming across from the safety. And they defend that pass. If he put it out there to have him run underneath it, but it was up high enough to where the safety could get over there. Just took a little too long for that ball to get there. Mm-hmm. Not easy to throw that deep ball. That was about a 25-30 yard pass in the air. It was against the wind. Yep. Yeah. And the ball just kind of hung up there. And you know, Josh went up made a valiant effort, but there was good safety help there to knock that away. Third and nine. Weigert split out left. Graham tossed a to nice F. Gets outside across the 40 or to the 44, I guess. 46, excuse me. Did not get across the 45. So a gain of three. It will be fourth and six, fourth and seven, six, we'll call it, about there. And they will go for this, I'm sure. Yeah. Inside of Crusader territory. As we get close to the end of the first quarter here, 35 seconds and counting to go. Warriors still up 6 0. Warriors have dominated this game with exception of turning the ball over. Two turnovers to none. Though that block punt was kind of like a turnover because mm-hmm. of field position. Graham under center, black out left. He rolls left, trying to avoid some traffic, throws deep downfield, and it's all off the hands of Black. I don't think yeah. defensive guy jumped up in front of that and I think we distracted had, Black
1: there. We had two receivers in the same place. Uh, that didn't help. with nice was in the exact same place.
0: And I think part of that is because the routes continued on too long because Graham had to scramble for a while before he could throw the ball. So the Warriors turned it over on downs. Crusader ball at the 45-yard line their own 45-yard line. 15 seconds remaining, first quarter. Warriors defensively, since that first play from scrimmage, have really been very solid. Mm -hmm. Pistol formation. Four receivers. They bring one in motion. They toss to him. Graham makes the tackle again. Keenan Graham has three excellent tackles here. And again, that was pass on the The toss from the quarterback, uh, Reed, and Graham with good penetration wrapping him up. And that is the end of the first quarter. This is Amity Warrior football. Warriors up 6-0 on the Crusaders. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Warriors lead 6-0 as we head to the second quarter against the Salem Academy Crusaders here at Amity High School on this gorgeous fall night. I guess it's not quite fall yet, but it's really close. feels like fall. Next week. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful football weather. We'll call it late summer weather. And with all the rain we've had, uh, the field's in excellent shape. It really is. I know Joel was concerned about it getting torn up a little bit with all the usage on it. Uh, we had some middle school games here, and they had to use it for some practice one night because of some, some muddy areas on the practice field. But uh, needless to say, as you mentioned, the uh, football field looks in great condition, and Bruce? See if the Warriors can uh, do something about this uh, this offense of the Crusaders.
1: Have to give Rooster
0: Imla credit for taking care of the field. Pistol formation, oh, and they'll have a false start on the right guard. Yeah, somebody moved. He jumped when the motion man jumped, and so it will be. Uh, it was already second and long after the loss on the previous play. Now it'll be second and super long. Nineteen to go. Got a good chain crew down there. Warriors creeping up towards the line of scrimmage. They fake the toss. right in the hands. He tips the pass, and it goes incomplete. Josh Ward with a great defensive play as he came flying in from the left cornerback position, got a hand up and tipped the pass, and it fell incomplete intended for number 28, uh, Justin Johnson. Out there in the flat, Wart with an excellent job getting hands up in that passing line. Third and 19, and right now you're playing uh, containment. Wart drops back now into a safety position, kind of a deep safety. Might call him a free safety. They don't think they call him that in this offense or this defensive alignment, but that's what he's playing. He's 15 yards off the ball. Quarterback drops, throws deep down the right side. Grove in coverage, and Grove knocks it away. Great play by Logan Grove, the sophomore. He was way off the receiver, but that ball hung up in the air quite a while. Grove made an excellent break on the ball and knocked it away right as it got to the receiver. He was actually totally turned around. The ball was up in the air long enough for him to make up for not being in the right place. You're right. He got turned around a little bit, had his back to the receiver. Yeah. And uh, now the Warriors in their punt receiving formation here with Grove and George Hatch back deep. They're both stationed just inside the 40-yard line. High snap. Oh, Punter brings it down, gets a little run, and then kicks it off the side of his foot. It will hit at about the 47 and go down there before the Warriors can pick it up. It is down to bypass. And the Warriors take over with excellent field position. That high snap really blew that play up. The punter was able to scramble to his right. The Punter Luke Johnson, uh, not Luke Johnson, sorry, wrong, 14, Chase Brown, able to corral that. But then by the time he did, the defense was coming right on him. He ran to his right a little bit and got off what kind of a kick he could. Without being hit and sacked. It was a rugby kick. He was just doing that on the I don't think it was the one he practices, though. It didn't look good. <laughs> Warriors with the ball at the 42-yard line of Salem Academy. First and 10. Eye formation. They bring Nyseth in motion. They hand to on the counter to Dyke. Dyke makes a couple guys miss. He breaks it up to the right side. He's in the 30. The 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Warriors. Cody Dyke with the run from 42 yards out on the counter and he made one guy miss at the line and then broke it outside and nobody could catch up with the senior so that was the play they fumbled Mm -hmm. Uh, where they the last time yes they faked it faked the ball the nice if going one way and then dyke coming back the other way and it's all timing ron yeah um everybody has to be in the right spot at the right time and knowing what they're doing there, there was not the penetration this time as there was last time so that means the right side of the line did their job yes Maybe the uh, conversation with Coach Trombley might have helped. Warriors lineups go for two with a 12 0 lead. Wing T formation with Black split into the left slot. Wart lined up on the right tight end. They bring Hatch in motion. They toss the Hatch, and Hatch will get to the corner and get in. Yeah. George Hatch with a two point conversion. Good speed from both of those Hatch boys.
1: Conversion. But you've got to
0: have good blocking out front because they're not going to break a lot of tackles. They're not real big kids, but, boy, they do have some speed. Warriors go up 14-0, 11:28 28 left to go here in the second quarter. This is Amity Warrior Football. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Amity Warrior Football, fans, wherever you are. Jeff Clark and Ron Huber bringing you live action from Amity High School. Scoggins Field here, home of the Warriors. 11:28 left to go in the first half. Warriors lead the Salem Academy Crusaders 14-0 on a nice 42-yard run on a counter by Cody Dyke. And the Warriors take a commanding lead here in the first half. Sergio Alba ready to kick off. Return men for the Crusaders back at about the 20-yard line. Alba might have had an offside. They didn't call it. Kicks it to the 40. And it is covered by the Warriors. We might have it. They're going to say it went out of bounds first. Great effort there. I want to see who that was. That was Russell Brown. No, that was Logan Grove. Number 40. Hustling down that sideline, almost got to the ball before it went out of bounds, but not able to uh, get a part of his body in bounds as he dove for that ball. But a great effort. And they will start where are they gonna spot this? Should be the thirty five, right? So But they're not, not sure what they're doing. They have it they can re kick, right? Remember, wasn't that the deal? If it goes what? out of bounds they can re kick, and that's what happened when we played <laughs> Yeah, Made us re kick it a couple times. Ball on the thirty five. So, the Crusaders will take it there. That almost ended up being an amazing kick. If it had stayed in bounds, one more bounds, I think Logan Grove would have recovered it on the far sideline. Crusaders were kind of passive in how they attacked that ball. Looked like uh, the way we return kicks sometimes. <laughs> Our kick return has not been stellar so far this year. All right, pistol formation for the Crusaders. Quarterback is Brandon Reed, Jr. Brings a man in motion, the hand to the up back, and he is stacked up. Gets about a yard or so falling forward. Good penetration there. And who is that on that tackle? I think that's Enrique Martinez, and number 32 on the tackle. They're not going to move Dylan Smith. They're trying to run right over Dylan Smith. It's not going to happen. Well, I think they hit him and then kind of slid to the side, and that's when Enrique filled that hole finished it off. They get one yard on the play. Second and nine for the Crusaders. Ball at the 37 yard line of Salem Academy. Long time in the huddle here. This is going to be a delay if they don't hurry. (laughs) They hustle up to the line. Split stand back out to the right. I can't see who's split out to the left. Can't see the number out there. One receiver split out wide. This is not good. Quarterback talking, yeah. and they're going to have a timeout taken by Salem Academy. I think they were headed for a delay of game. Uh, so, timeout taken. Referee had his hand up for five seconds. So, and I think Coach was watching that pretty carefully. So it was a good timeout by him to avoid the five-yard penalty. So, with this timeout, we'll take one also, real briefly. 10.33 left to go in the first half. Warriors up 14-0 on Salem Academy. This is Warrior Football. The dollars you Welcome back to Amity Warrior Football. Uh, Teams come back onto the field after the timeout. Salem Academy is getting very close to a delay of game. And so coach called a timeout. And uh, now they're back out there. Coach Leeper, new coach for Salem Academy this year, building a program. Not an easy task, especially when enrollment is down like it is. They give to the counter here. And Josh Wart right there. To cause number three to slide down, that was Standback. They brought him on the kind of the jet sweep, faked it to the fullback, gave it to Standback, and Wart had great penetration. Standback fell down as he tried to kind of put the brakes on, just went down on one knee. He was going to get lit up pretty good by number 87. Third down. Now third and 13, and they'll drop Wart into the safety position there. Passing down the the Russian three, and uh, you got. Five linebackers bring a man in motion quarterback pitch, gets it outside stand back, he missed, one guy missed and then oh, a nice hit by Russell Brown oh, Logan Grove was there, and was starting to wrap up Brown came in and finished off the play took stand back down after a gain of about four three or four yards right to the 35 yard line and it'll be punt time, fourth and ten for the Crusaders Nice hit there by Russell Brown. He came with a full head of steam. From the other side of the field, too, by the way, he's playing right defensive end, and he made the tackle here on the far left sideline. So great hustle by the senior. Never giving up on the play. Hunt formation. This time the snap is better and the punt is better. They drive it down to about the 40. Picked up by Hatch there. Hit right away by Stanbeck. Nice tackle by the junior. And Hatch gets it back right to the 45-yard line, 44-yard line. See where they mark it. And the Warriors will have the ball first and 10 there. Looks like the 44-yard line.
1: We haven't had a chance yet. Head down to our scoreboard. The Warriors.
0: Bringing in the play from the sideline. They're ready to go here. They break the huddle. Weigert splits out to the left side. Wart lined up on the right end. Wing T formation. And nice F and Dyke at the wing back positions. Bring Nice F in motion. Brown the fullback. They fake. They throw in the flat to Nicef. Nicef. And there's going to be a flag on Cody Dyke. And he helps the man back up. But that was a blindside hit by Dyke as he takes out Brandon Reed. And Cody knew it right away. Slaps his helmet and then goes over and helps Reed up. Good sportsmanship on Cody's part. Uh, that is not a hit you're going to get away with. And nor should you. Um, he came right from the side. And the blindside hit is outlawed at every level anymore. That used to be a legal block because it was on the side. And now with the... The uh, defensive player was looking the other way, and Dyke came in and just blew him up. Um, And I don't think he even needed to. I think Nyseth was going to get past the guy anyway to the outside. So that'll be a 15-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Yeah, so you'd have to give him a pass game for three yards. Well, no, because it's still going to be first down. So the play doesn't count. So they'll back it up about 13, 14 yards because it was just past the line of scrimmage so first and 24 for the Warriors now, ball spotted back at the 31 yard line of Amity Graham under center, eye formation they toss to Dyke going right see if he can make up for that last play he gets across the 40 to the 45 still going out of bounds at about the 47 yard line and a flag near the end of that run we'll see who that's on, that could be a face mask that could be a block in the back block again <laughs> they're talking about it penalty marker down at the 43 yard line block, and it's going to be a block, block in, in the back, back again. so that will ironically make this first and less than it was because they're going to bring this back from the 42 so it'll be back to about the 32 yard line so the Warriors will end up picking up about a yard on the play but it'll be first down again
1: <laughs> back to Amity
0: so very confusing if you're following along at home that's back to back penalties for the Warriors the first one uh, for about 14 yards and the second one for 10 but they pick up a yard on the penalty because it was where it happened on the field and so the Warriors have first and about um, 18 or so Graham hands to Brown, Brown plows ahead across the 40 down to the 43 yard line it's gonna be now second and eleven. So after all of that, the Warriors equivalent equivalent to a one yard loss on first down run. Nine yards, and Warriors break the huddle. Weigert splits out left, Nicef coming with him. So is gonna be the wide out on the left side. Wart lined up on the right tight end. I think this may go to Wart this time. See that or a counter to Dyke. Graham? Help! Hands off to Brown. Brown right up the middle across the 50 and plows ahead to about the 47, 46. It's going to be close to a first down. It is a first down. They move the chains. It was pretty close. Boy, they didn't take long to look at that. First and 10 Warriors. Ball at the... 46-yard line of Salem Academy. Russell both Brown he, with some nice runs. Both he and Cody have a, look to me like starting to have a bad habit when they get close to falling down. They're reaching out with the football and slamming it down <coughs> one-handed. Eye formation. Black split left. Handed Dike going right. He's got a little room around the corner and he gets about six yards on the play. Maybe seven to the 39-yard line. It will be second and four. Nice power running there by the senior Dyke. Clock ticking down to 7:20 and counting here in the second quarter. 14-0 Warriors, and they're driving again. Very methodical here on this drive. Nothing fancy. Wing T formation now with Hatch split out left. George Hatch. Graham under center brings an F in motion. He's going to pass. He drops. He throws to Hatch down the left side. Hatch makes an adjustment, oh makes a catch at the five, and he is. Uh, Are they going to mark him? man? Are they going to say, he is a touchdown. George Hatch with an outstanding over-the-shoulder catch. What a throw by Keenan Graham. And Graham celebrates with the senior tackle. Jake Bernard's back at the 35-yard line with a little hip bump. George Hatch, what a catch. Good speed. I have not seen Hatch make a catch like that uh, in the open field. Um, But, boy, accelerated away from the defensive back and pulled that throw in up over the shoulder and maintained his balance just long enough to get across the goal line. Of course, the officials aren't really in position to know whether his knee was down or not because they're trailing the play by 15, 20 yards. Graham under center for the two-point conversion They bring nice F in motion. Graham fumbles, picks it up, and will not get in. First fumble snap we've seen this year, Ron. Yeah. So I think Keenan pulled out just a little quick there, and never really had the ball. So with 6.52 left to go in the first half, Warriors take a 20-0 lead over the visiting Crusaders of Salem Academy. This is Amity Warrior Football. Four. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Amity Warrior Football, Jeff Clark and Ron Heber coming to you from Amity High School where the Warriors lead the Crusaders of Salem Academy 20-0 here with 6.52 left to go in the second quarter. And Ron, that was a just absolute beautiful pass yeah. from Keenan Graham to George Hatch. Put it up there, let him run underneath it. I mean he and he ran underneath it. He Well the two fastest kids on this team oh, are George Wyatt. Hatch and Wyatt Hatch. There's an onside kick and it is recovered, we but we touched it, it before ten yards. Yeah. So the penalty flies in right at the forty nine. We touched it about a yard too soon. Uh, you can't touch the ball as the kicking team until it goes ten yards. And so I'm not sure what you do. If this is a re-kick or if they take five yards from the spot of the foul, I'm not sure how that works, Ron. We will see what they do here. Or first touch. Or does it just go down right there? Yeah. On the the 49-yard line of Amity. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. It's a dead ball as soon as they touch it. So, onside kick attempt there by the Warriors. I don't think. Or inadvertent onside kick. Very possible, just like the Salem Academy kick to start the game. Yes. Warriors back on the defensive side of the ball. Starters still in there for the Warriors on defense. We're going to start seeing some subs, I think, in the second half. He'll start rotating some of the JV guys in there to give them a look on that defensive side of the ball, especially. Pistol formation, quarterback drops, throws into the slot. Caught by Stanbeck, and he almost broke loose as Logan Grove gets the shoestring tackle with a little help from Cody Dyke, but Stanbeck quick, almost got past Grove there. First down, gain of to the 31-yard line, so 18-yard pass play there. Reed to Stanbeck. That was a quick pass. That was a nice, accurate pass. First time we've seen that all game. Reed back in the pistol, takes a snap, throws again to the outside. This one tipped by Josh Ward. Boy, it's hard to throw over 6'6", six, six, isn't it? He was close to picking that. Josh anticipating that, got in the passing lane and got a hand on it. Dangerous pass to make because if the defense does jump that route and able to get the pick, it is six points going the other way because there's nobody anywhere near that defensive player. Or kind of shaking his head a little bit, like, oh, I was so close, so close. Pistol formation, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the shotgun, but a little closer up. Bring a man in motion, Reed takes the snap, there's a handoff to the fullback, and he is stacked up and brought down. That's Graham and Dylan Smith and nice F in on the play. And a flag comes in at the end of the play. Nice F got up, compl- you know, kind of waving his arms, like he didn't like something that happened, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure... Pers- and 55 a- limping off the field for Salem Academy. Oh, and it's going to be a face mask. mask against the Warriors. Maybe that's what Dylan was upset about. Maybe he he got a hand on that face mask or he knew somebody else did. 55. Little gimpy. Maybe took a helmet to the knee there as he comes off. That's uh, Luke Miller, uh, junior lineman. So freshman lineman. So they bring off uh, 15 yards here. On the personal foul. And Salem Academy getting a nice little drive going here between the pass play and the penalty now. It's first and ten from the 15-yard line of Amity. Reed brings a man in motion, takes a snap, hands off to the fullback, and he is stacked up again. That's number 28, Justin Johnson, on the carry. Nowhere to go there. Might have lost a yard. That's uh, Yokum and uh, Phillip West. Man, they just stuffed that play. Good penetration there that time. Had good penetration last time, too. Just somebody got their hand on that face mask. 550 and counting in the second quarter. 20-0 Warriors. Now second 11 from the 16. One-yard loss on that last running play. Reed brings Johnson next to him in the backfield to his right. And Johnson should get a false start, and he does. He took a step forward, lost his balance there a little bit, started to lean, and then took that step. So that'll be a five-yard illegal motion on the Crusaders. That'll make it second and 16. Ball backed up to the 21-yard line now. So the Crusaders hurting themselves here a little bit. After they had some momentum on this drive. That front three on the Warriors doing a good job of getting some penetration there. Dylan Smith at the nose tackle. The two ends are Philip West and Russell Brown. Well, that's tough. And yeah, s- yeah since, since that first play of the game, they have really spent a lot of time in the backfield. Reed. And we're going to have a. I think that might be on Brown this time. Brown jumped and then the left guard jumped. I think it's going to be offsides on Brown. Did he go in the zone? Did he cross the neutrals? Oh, they're going to talk about it and see. If Brown got into the neutral zone and then the guard jumped, it'll be on the Warriors. Yeah. If the guard jumped before Brown, it's going to be against Warriors. So offsides. Yep. Russell just got a little happy feet there. <laughs> Couldn't hold up. So they get the five yards back, and we're back to second and 11. The ball moves back to the 16-yard line. McGill's not right. going to be very happy with this first half. It it's just, been pretty sloppy yeah. in a lot of ways. The penalties, the fumbles, um, not sharp football. Reed looking to throw right, does, and throws it behind, stand back. That was good coverage out there by uh, Black on that play for the Warriors. Third down. And 11 to go for the Crusaders. And I'm guessing they're not going to probably kick a field goal, so I think we're probably in four down territory. He's got a good arm. He, he throws that out real well. Yeah. Um, that one, though, was behind the receiver. Mm-hmm. And if it's a good it does. He's, it's, there's a lot of velocity on the ball. If that had been at the receiver, it would have been a bad idea because Black was in excellent coverage. Now, Johnson lines up behind Reed in the formation. Reed brings the man in motion, takes a snap, hands to the motion man, and he is racked up and stacked up. And Philip West, first Oh, not Philip West. I take that. Yeah. Down. 60, is it West? 62, 62 or 52? 62. Philip West with the tackle in the backfield. Helmet came off of the runner, so he'll have to leave the game for a play. The runner was Stone Spangle. Minus four. And a nice Philip West just living in the backfield here. He, he, in this first half. He, he could have helped us last week. I know they had some studs, but um, Phillips. He's a good lineman. He's quick. He gets off the ball well and uh, doesn't allow himself to get blocked very well. Mm-hmm. So fourth and 15 from the 21-yard line. They will go for it. Reed brings a man in motion from the left. It's going to roll to his right. He's under pressure. He's still rolling. He throws. It's complete. And then a nice hit and brought down. Black on the tackle. As no. he came up in Cody, coverage. Cody Dyke. Oh, is that Cody Dyke? Cody Sorry. Dyke. I saw the White socks and the one on the front of the number. So Cody Dyke coming up and stopping the receiver short of the first down. Warriors will take over at just about the 15-yard line, maybe just across it. Warriors football first and 10 with 4.38 left to go in the first half. He had a lot of pressure on him. <coughs> and he was under duress when he threw that pass. But it was an accurate pass. He just yeah. receiver right in the numbers with it. Can't complain if you're Salem Academy. It's just good coverage by the Warriors. It's hard when you're going for it on fourth and more than ten. Warriors handoff on the counter to Dyke. He's got room to run up the field. Here he goes. Cody Dyke across the 40 to the 50. He's going to get caught, I think, from behind at some point, but he's across no. the 30, the 20, <laughs> the 10, and finally brought down. I think Not it's quite the 10, the 15-yard 15 15. line. Sorry. Cody Dyke is going to be tired after that. You might need to sub him out. (laughs) Cody, not a sprinter. Uh, And you could see there were two guys there with him, and it was just a matter of whether or not they could bring him down or not. But uh, the Salem Academy players stuck with it, and I think it was number seven, Lennon Iverson, on the tackle there at the very end. But uh, Cody going out, going to take a break on the sideline. But uh, very nice counter play there for the Warriors and well blocked by the left side of the line. 70 yards. Ball spotted at the 16-yard line, I think. 15-yard line. Yeah, Right there. Pretty close. First and 10 Warriors. Graham under center. He's got two receivers out to the right, one to the left. That's black. Graham hands off to Brown. Brown goes off the right side there and picks up about four yards. Maybe three. Call it three yards. Second and seven for the Warriors. Ball spotted down at the 12-yard line. 7 for Amity. Warriors break the huddle. That's uh, George Hatch out to the right side. Or excuse me, Wyatt Hatch out to the right side. George Hatch to the left side. And that's uh, Wart in the slot on the right. Graham hands to Brown again right up the middle. Spins off one tackle and gets down inside the 5-yard line to about the 2 maybe. It's going to be first and goal from there. Nice spinning hard run there for uh, Russell Brown It's kind of what we talked about Ron How you can run by spreading the formation Sometimes yeah. and having mm-hmm. fewer tacklers To deal with Lose those linebackers around yep. A lot of teams are going to stack up on, absolutely. on the power running game yep. absolutely. Warriors in the same formation now Graham hands to Brown again and Trying yeah. to get him in the end zone doesn't make it Might have picked up a half a yard It's going to be second and goal Dyke coming back into the game. He still <laughs> looks like he's, still look like he's still A little winded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. We don't run 70-yard plays very often. That was a West Streeter play. Um, I don't think West would have got caught behind. West would have got caught. Or for sure, John Mather Mather would and definitely. And no. neither would Brian. If any of those three guys got in the open field, it was over. I think there was probably only two guys in the state that could catch any of them, and they both played for <laughs> I, Eye formation now. And we got a false start. I think we got something before the play. So it's blown dead. So it'll be second and goal again. I'm just not sure if it's going to be second and goal from the seven here. They're walking back. Dead ball. Oh, offside. So it's going to go half the distance. So lined up in the neutral zone on the defense. So it will be second and goal from about the one.
1: <clears throat> Same play.
0: Keep trying that right side. I know we can score on the left, but Weigert in the left slot, nice. That's all the way out on the left side. As a wide receiver, Wart lined up on the right side of the line. I think get touchdown to Josh anytime you want one here. Just run him out in that right flat. The Warriors line up single wing formation. Brown to they the left. They give it to Brown going left, and he's hit, stacked left. up, and loses probably a yard on the play. The well, Warriors trying to run right at the middle of this Crusader defense and not having any luck on these short-yardage situations. It's going to be third and goal. Ball about the two-yard line now. Boy, if somebody would paint that goal line wider, bigger, then uh, I'd be able to see it from here on. Uh, who painted this field? <laughs> <laughs> In case you don't know, Ron, he repainted the field, uh, but it rained right afterwards, and so the lines are a little faint up here. We need an all-white end zone, Ron. That would help. Graham under center. Brings nice F in motion. Graham's going to keep it, turns it up, and he's in. Touchdown, Warriors. Keenan Graham on the keeper. Two-yard touchdown run. And the Warriors, with 1.45 left to go in the first half, go up 26-0. Two-point conversion attempt to ensue here as Black brings in the play from the sideline. We may see some Black at quarterback here in the second half. And he's gotten to see, uh, played half of the last JV game. Played the first half at quarterback. Warriors two-point conversion. They're going to go for this from the I formation. Wart lined up on the left end of the line. Just slightly split out. Black in the right slot. Bring Nyseth in motion. Graham rolls. He's Close hit. Open. He throws. Black in the end zone. Two-point conversion is good. Kane Black backing up, backpedaling in the end zone to make that catch. Graham under a lot of pressure just kind of threw it up towards the back of the end zone and Black able to track it down. Warriors go up 28-0, 1.45 left to go first half. This is Warrior Football. Welcome back to Warrior Football. Jeff Clark, Ron Huber bringing you the action tonight. The Warriors playing their last non-league game against Salem Academy. Oh, no, we got Coquille on it. Oh, we do. I take that back. You're right. One more to go. Brady, scoot up. A lot of home games this year for the Warriors. Spent a lot of time on the road last year, making up for it this year. Yeah, Coquille next week, and then we get into league action. Warriors set to kick off. Alba. Drives this one there deep down the left side. If it'll stay in bounds, it does. It rolls down inside the 10 and oh. out of bounds at about the 7-yard line. It'll come back to the 35. Alba almost had a great kick there. Good air, uh, nice hang time. If he would just bring that in about maybe 4 or 5 yards in from the sideline towards the middle of the field, that ball might have rolled down inside the 5, and that would be a nice change for our kicking game, Ron.
1: It had one more roll over <laughs> than it needed. <laughs>
0: it just Went end over end over end. It just need to stop one. Well, that's the problem with the crown field, right? <laughs> it's, that it's rolling left because it's on the left side of the field. It's rolling towards that left sideline yep. every time it hits. 1.45 left to go. First half, 28-0. Warriors up. And the last time Salem Academy had the ball, they put a nice little drive together on the back of some passing and some penalties on the Warriors, but it stalled out at the 15-yard line. Pistol formation. Reed quarterback. He's got three wide receivers bunched on the right side of the line. Somebody, got, let's see. Somebody's open on the line. They're trying to they figure were, out their spacing there. They're making sure nobody's covered. They toss right. War comes in, makes the tackle. Josh Wart with an outstanding play from that right cornerback position. He came flying in, wrapped up Johnson. It was a quick toss, and nobody's blocking Wart there. I don't know why. The receivers aren't accounting for him. He just blitzed into there and made the play. A loss of about seven on the play. Second and 17 for the Crusaders. Josh Wart and Keenan Graham have lived in that back, or the. Uh, I wouldn't say the backfield. They've lived in that behind the line of scrimmage Anytime they've tried to run outside. They've just come flying in there unaccounted for. So I don't know if the receivers don't understand blocking assignments or if for some reason they're supposed to make that guy miss and I'm not sure what the strategy is there. It's not working. Bring a man in motion from the right. The hand to the fullback. Johnson, he's got some room to run. Dyke wraps him up. Nice open field tackle there by Dyke as Johnson came flying through a big hole in the middle of that line. Two linebackers blitzed. They both ran right by the ball carrier. Ball out to the 40-yard line. And a timeout taken by Salem Academy to stop the clock with 42 seconds to go in the first half. That was a gain of probably mm, 13 yards. I could hear Trombone yelling at those linebackers because they both ran right by the ball carrier. And John comes out from the the sideline to talk to his defense during this timeout. Warriors looking to finish this first half strong. Now, this Salem Academy team has two games under their belt. They lost last week to Umatilla 19-0. to uh, Umatilla currently ranked 8th in the state, but I'm thinking they're not as strong as that might indicate. They lost in week one to Pleasant Hill 48-6. I wouldn't put much stock in that. That was the first game under a new coach. Uh, so now here in the third game of the season, I think you're seeing a little bit more of what Salem Academy is going to be this year. Um, and they're uh, definitely in a lower tier here uh, than they were last year, even, I think. The Warriors get back out onto the field. 42 seconds remaining. First half. Ball at the uh, 40-yard line of Salem Academy. One wide receiver split out both directions. Quarterback drops, throws out to the right side. He's got, got standback stand back, down the right sideline and out of bounds at the 40 40- just inside the 40-yard line, maybe the 39. Big first down there by Standback. Nice pass by Reed. And that's clearly his favorite target. Standback, good athlete, quick, uh, and good hands. And that was uh, another one where he, once he caught the ball, really a nice job of avoiding tacklers, making them miss, uh, and working his way down that sideline for another 8 to 10 yards. Went out of bounds with 34 seconds to go in the first half. Sandback on the right slot again. Reed drops, looks left, throws in the seam route. That's going to be intercepted by Cody Dyke. He read it all the way. Dyke across the 30, to the 40, to the 45. Cuts back to the 50 and hit there at the 49-yard line by John Pass. Wide receiver came up and stuck Cody pretty good there. Great interception by Cody. He was just playing deep and watching the quarterback's eyes, and he tracked that ball all the way, jumped that route. Cody Dyke with another interception. He's got several this year. I don't know how many, but several. Cody with a very high football IQ on that defensive side of the ball. He reads and reacts very, very well. He's not the fastest guy on the field. He's not the biggest guy, uh, but that football IQ makes up for a lot, and he's tough. I wouldn't be surprised if he just takes a knee. Nope, he's going to throw it. Graham drops under pressure, throws it to Dyke, and he's cutting onto it. That pass was a little low down about his knees as the screen pass almost was completed. Graham under a lot of pressure there, just kind of rushed that throw just a tad bit. And uh, Cody having a hard time reaching back and down to pull it in. Bobbled it and dropped it. Second and ten, ball at the 50-yard line. Twenty seconds left to go first half. Got some wheels over here on the left. Black splits out to the left side. Wart lined up on the right side at the tight end position. Wing T formation. Graham fakes the handoff to nice F drops. Throws deep. He's throwing for Black. Black. Oh, he couldn't quite get it. Kane Black almost pulled that in. Nice pass by Keenan Graham. Gave Black a chance, but he just couldn't quite get to it. How far did he throw that ball in the air? Uh, 50 yards. Yeah. Uh, Keenan's got an arm on him. The motion's a little funky, and we tease him about it a little bit because he kind of drops that back shoulder and loops the ball a little bit. But he's accurate, and he throws a pretty good deep ball. That uh, gave Kane a chance anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, in, it was within a couple feet of being completed from 50 yards away. It was about the five-yard line where that ball ended up hitting the ground. Graham brings the man in motion, fakes the counter, throwing deep again this time to Ward, oh. and he overthrew Josh by ten yards. And Josh was double, almost triple covered out there. There wasn't really much room to go. It's fourth and ten for the Warriors. Six seconds. Six seconds to go, so I don't know if he'll take another shot at this or not. Sure. Might as well. Maybe it'll be hatched this time. Black brings the play in from the sideline. Hatch not in the game. See, you throw it at Josh, you get triple coverage. You throw it at Kane, you get single coverage. Mm-hmm. There's no question what the tape is out there. If you, don't, if you don't double and triple cover Josh Ward, you're in a lot of trouble. Fake the handoff. They give the counter to 30. Dyke. Dyke to the right side, across the 40, to the 30, down the sideline, to the 20. Go 10, Touchdown, Cody Dyke on a running play from the 50-yard line on the counter. Everybody was thinking pass, and Joel mixed it up, called that counter play, and Cody Dyke, the same one he ran for 70 yards earlier. This one finishes in the end zone down the sideline. He made it to the end zone. Cody with 120 yards on two runs. Nice play call by Coach McGill, calling exactly what the defense wouldn't expect on a fourth and ten from the 50. Those are the kind of plays you called last year. When you had Mather and Hatch and uh, Streeter back there, but this time it's Cody Dyke taking it from the 50. In that counterplay, they just don't—they're uh, not seeing it. By the time they're, they're, going, they're going for the fake, by the time they see it, he's past them. Warriors line up to go for two with no time left on the clocker in the first half. Graham. Brings nice F in motion. Tosses to him. They run a reverse to Hatch. Hatch got blockers. He's going to oh, throw. It's War in the end zone. Two point conversion is good. That's a little trickery right there. You don't see that play. And we're going to have a penalty after the play. Flag on the play. sure. Do we have an illegal man downfield? Uh, he's not telling the players to to stay on no, the field no. though. The penalty is. He's letting everybody clear out dead ball oh, penalty, no. unsportsmanlike conduct on the Warriors. So I'm not sure what that's about. That will be assessed on the kickoff. So the Warriors better. will have a 15 yard penalty on the kickoff. Somebody was a little exuberant. Yeah, I guess so. 36 0 as we go into halftime. We will take a break. This is Amity Warrior Football. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Start of the third quarter here from Amity High School. Scoggins Field, beautiful night for football here under the lights. The Warriors set to kick off to start the third quarter. Sergio Alba be the kicker. Uh, Starting to see a couple of subs out there. Remember, we had the 15-yard penalty. Yes, so we're kicking from the 25-yard line. It was an unsportsmanlike penalty at the two-point conversion at the end of the first half. Not sure why we've got lights going over there. The Firemen must be heading for somewhere. They're not in a hustle to do it. Standing at the door of the rig there, but they got the lights on. Maybe they're just showing them off for the kids. So the Warriors kicking from the 25 instead of the 40. I'm seeing a couple of subs in there. I see George Meeker and Reagan Clark in there. And who's out there on that other end? Number 14 is Luke Johnson. And 52's new in there. 52 is Dylan Anderson. So yeah. uh, three freshmen in there on the kickoff coverage. Those are guys that come up and practice with the varsity quite a bit after the JV practice. Kick to the 47-yard line, and it's brought back up that left side right at Luke Johnston. And he doesn't make the tackle, but somebody forced him out at the 40-yard line. So, Tidham Academy taking over from the Warrior 40. They'll have a short field here to start the first drive of the second half. Excuse me. Looking out. See if there's anybody new. It looks like the starting defense still for the Warriors. So no subs on that side. Need a couple of scores to get it to a running clock here. But well, I think we'll start you. to see some subs coming in Somebody. on both sides of the ball. There's a handoff to the fullback, and we've got a penalty flag. I think that might be an illegal shift, Ron. They didn't have no, enough people in the backfield. They, both, guys, both these guys were up on the line. So it'll be an a illegal procedure call here on alignment. Ron's thinking. The play went for about a yard, so a yard and a half. And they're going to pick the flag up. Yep. So they conferred. So two yards on the play, we'll call it, and it's going to be second and eight. So good job by the officials to get the call right after they conferred. And the side, side judge there told the coach, my bad. They didn't throw the ball. If they have thrown the ball,
1: then there would have been a penalty if they both go out <laughs> on the receiver. Right, because
0: they didn't uncover the tight end. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Warriors set defensively as the Crusaders come up to the line. Reed in the pistol. Johnston behind him. And look for Stomback out on the right wide receiver spot. They're gonna to toss to Johnson
1: An and Ward,
0: Uh-oh. and they're gonna have a holding call. And Warsh made the tackle anyway after getting the hold. So they held him. It didn't matter. Josh Ward still made the tackle. If I were the Warriors, I think I would decline this. It lost because it would be third and seven or eight yards. Yeah, it'd be third and about thirteen.
1: Holding on Salem
0: Academy. Are they gonna decline? Nope, they're gonna accept it. I guess. Now he's putting up. No, first, second, third down. He is are going to take the it. penalty, so it's going to be second third down. and about second and about 22, I think, when they get this because the penalty happened in the backfield, so about four yards deep. They so second tack- and 22. They were tackling Josh. Josh was in there so fast, they were just tackling. And, him. Just, and, and it didn't matter. He fought through the hold and made the tackle in the backfield, so great effort. Now he's at the safety position as they get into the second and 22. Stand back split, uh, or is on the right end. i got a quarterback keep, first time this game. He weaves his way through some traffic and finally piled up under a bunch of blue jerseys. Josh Ward in on that tackle along with Yoakum. He gets about 10 of it, so it'll be 3rd and 12. (laughs) That formation is... uh, it's a run. They get- right, because the receivers are covered. Yeah. So oh. you know they're running. So they've only got the, the receivers on the end or eligible receivers there. He's <clears throat> trying to get an extra blocker, I guess. They- and I don't understand having a formation that's obvious run. Mm-hmm. That's never understood that concept. But bring a man in motion. A hand to him. He goes up the middle, and he is stacked up. He is not a hard runner. Uh, <laughs> Has no chance of going anywhere. That's uh, Stone Spangle. He might be able to run in space, but he tried to run right through the middle of that line, and uh, there was no hole there. No. 67. Hey, uh, Caden Solinger but... slow to get up. It's going to be fourth and 12 for the Crusaders. Yeah. Ball is at the 42-yard line of Amity. Probably going to punt. So they started at the 40-yard line of Amity, and three plays later, they've lost two yards. Punters back. Punter's back. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get their personnel right on the field. Number 53, Jordan Cox was coming out of the game. They had to get him back in there. Punter's into the game. Number 14 is punting, Chase Brown. He's had uh, one block punt tonight and one rugby kick that didn't go well. This punt is pretty good, and it's going to be Logan Grove taking that about 15. Here he comes to the left side. He gets to the 30, to the 35, and brought down at the 36 yard line. Logan Grove took that one on the run and an excellent return by the sophomore running back. Ball spotted at the 36 yard line, so a net punt on that run of six yards. Nice return. There's yep. a nice hole right, and he, he turned it on, and got up through there. So the Warriors take over with pretty good field position considering where the ball was. It was at the 42 before the kick. And now it's at the 36, and the Warriors have the ball. So just a six-yard net, as I said, on that play. <clears throat> Warriors break the huddle. <laughs> Pappas the center. Gets over the ball, surveys the defense. It's a 3-5 defensive front with three defensive backs. Graham... Hands to Brown right up the middle. Warriors. He's hit and plows forward for about five yards. We call it four yards. Out to the 40-yard line, it will be second and six for Amity. Warriors up 36-0 to zero here in the third quarter.
1: The
0: <coughs> Warriors, a little power running attack there. Russell's averaged about six yards a carry in this game. No particularly big runs by him. Cody Dyke has had the big runs, three of them for over 40 yards, one for 40, 42, one for 50, one for 70, but only one touchdown and a long reception also for Mr. Dyke. Graham under center, drops, hands on the counter on the end of round to Nyseth. He gets to the corner and is brought down. Are they going to say he tackled high? No, he's. it uh, he might have been called holding on black. Well, he threw that right at the tackle, but... It's going to be a block in the back or a hold uh, on the receiver, Kane Black. So that play will come back. On he had about a three-yard gain on that. The penalty was at the 45-yard line, so the ball will come back to the 35-yard line, and we will replay second down. It's be second and 11, I think, when this is all over. Maybe second and 12. Let's see. Well, they pulled that flag back a little bit. It's going to be second and 13. You, had, you, were, uh, you, were, you were close. Well, I was right from where they had the flag. Then he right. picked it up and moved it back a yard, then started walking off the 10. <clears throat> so second and 13 for the Warriors. Ball back inside the 35-yard line. <clears throat> Can't have those types of penalties. Pretty painful. Dyke in motion, and we've got a dead ball foul. They blow this play dead. It's going to be offsides though against the defense, so that'll be five yards back. So it was second and 13, now it's going to be second and eight. Get good at this simple math here, Ron, back and forth. Ten yards here, five yards there. It's like an NFL game. (laughs) Did you see all the penalties Thursday night? Yes, I watched. Absolutely ridiculous. What did they say, 16 or 19 holding calls in that game? Some players are getting pretty fed up with all the holding calls in the NFL. (laughs) I don't know if they've changed how they call it or if the players are just being sloppy, but... The officials are doing a better job of calling them, or what, but the game's getting pretty ugly. Tom Brady turned the game off at (laughs) halftime. I saw that. Warriors with a second and eight now. There's a fake to give it on the counter to Dyke. Dyke around the right side. He's got some blockers. He waits and uses them and gets across the 50 for the first down. They'll mark it right at the 50 because officials like to round off to the nearest yard line, even though he dove across the 50. First and ten, Warriors. So what was that, uh... To two, 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 34 to so 16, right? 16 yard run for Cody Dyke. Thanks, I couldn't remember where it was on the play before there, Ron. Sorry about that. The Warriors with the first down at midfield. Last time they were at midfield with six seconds to go in the first half, they ran a, ran a counter to Cody and he took it in all the way. Now we got George Hatch split out to the left. Last time he was out here, this was a oh, touchdown. Wyatt Hatch is on this side. Uh, that's George. 24. Oh, on there. Yep, they give it on the inside handoff. Out oh, ball is loose And recovered by Salem Academy. Who was on the carry there? 44, wasn't it? That, was that Russell again? Got- if it was, that's the third fumble of the game for the Warriors. Second one for Brown. Yeah. Boy, and he was almost down when he fumbled that ball. He was fighting for extra yards. He would have been real close to a first down. I think he was trying to get to that 40. And somehow just not taking good enough care of the football. So I know Russell is going to be pretty unhappy with himself. See if he can make up for it on the defensive side of the ball as he lines up at that right defensive end. He gets a little tap on the back there from Dylan Nyseth, his longtime buddy. A couple of seniors there. So Crusaders have it at their own 41-yard line, first and 10. Bring the man in motion. Quarterback keep, and he's crashed down on by, I think, Philip West on that. As he helps up Reed after the hit. He, he, yeah. Good sportsmanship by the Warriors there. Been pretty quick to help the players up after big hits. Either, gets, the
1: the
0: Warriors. <clears throat> Hold them to a yard on that. So call it second and nine on the quarterback keep. Reed. With Johnson behind him. And he splits back out to the right. Standback one-on-one with George Hatch out there. Yes, yes. Quick pass. Bring a man in motion. No, that's wrong. Quarterback Keith turns it up into the slot and dives forward for about five yards. It'll be third and five. Couple of blue jerseys there. As Reed just dives forward, doesn't take the big hit that time. A lot of Warriors with their hands on their hips out there, Ron. Not sure why that is. They haven't been on the field much this half. There's resting. Okay. Stand back again, split out to the right, and that's the main target for Reed. That's where he wants to throw the ball. He's got single coverage out there with George Hatch. Bring the man in motion from the left. It's on the reverse, oh, and yeah, there's a pile up and brought down Spangle nice on Seth. the inside reverse. And Nyseth nice with a great tackle, as Ron said there. Getting good penetration, staying home like you're supposed to, and letting the play come to you. Not over-pursuing. A good job there by the senior linebacker. That is a loss of about, what, two or three? Yeah. Takes them back to a fourth and seven. They're going to go for it this time. Well, you might as well when you're down 36-0. They've got two wide receivers right. Stand back the furthest one out. I'm guessing that's where they go. They move. Then we've got a false start. We had movement on both sides of the line, but I don't think the Warriors got into the neutral zone on that one. No. They get together and talk about it over the ball. It will be a false start on Salem Academy, so what was a fourth and eight will now be a fourth and 13. They might punt now. I think they'll still go for it. It's not going to change the outcome of the game. not that much harder to get 13 than it is to get 8 through the passing game, so might as well. But I got to think that Reed wants to find standback on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the guy. And, and now, uh, so yep. Hatch Hatch will have standback in coverage. Josh will have the slot guy. Now they switch. Josh, can be Josh right is outside. Eight. Quarterback under pressure, yeah. rolls to his left, throws back towards the middle, incomplete. Really had no chance of completing that pass at all. As the Warriors had good pressure on him. He was rolling left, trying to throw back to the middle of the field. And I think he realized he had nothing and just threw it into the dirt because it would have been picked if he had kept it up in the air. I think he could see that coming. Yeah. Warriors take over at the 30, I'll uh, we'll call it the 39-yard line of Salem Academy. So great field position for the Warriors. And now Blackett quarterback we thought we'd see some of this Weigert split out left Black hands inside to Russell Brown he plows forward and hangs onto the ball gets about five yards it'll be second and five for the Warriors I'm kind of excited to see the counter now because the counter is going to be Wyatt Hatch and that's a little different kind of speed yeah and George Hatch is on the other side so either one of the Hatch boys so the Warriors go with their small, fast running backs. And this is Luke Johnson out here, right? Yeah. Yep. Johnson split out to the left. Black under center. Calls it out. Into run. Coming to Hatch. Hatch, nowhere to go on that one. George brought down by number 14, Chase Brown. There was too much penetration. Yep. I mean, yeah. Nowhere to go on that one.
1: Yeah, Play action it's
0: going to be third and seven. Loss of a couple on the play. <coughs> yeah, Liger brings in the play call to Black. Kane Black, sophomore, first year playing in Amity. So Ryan, uh, oh, Ryan, oh, you uh, Reagan's at fullback. Reagan Clark at fullback, as Ron said. Bring in the hammer. Six-foot, two-inch, 180-pound freshman. Bring Hatch in motion. Give to Clark right up the middle. He's hit. He bounces off one runner into the backfield. And piles ahead. He might have the first down. I think he does. Might have it. Reagan Clark, with his first carry in a varsity game, broke one tackle right at the line of scrimmage and gets seven yards on that, a first down. (laughs) He'll be pretty happy about that tonight. You're a little more calm than when Audrey's doing stuff. Yeah, I never know what's going to happen with Audrey. (laughs) Reagan, I can kind of count on that to get technical fouls or unsportsmanlike conducts. (laughs) There's a story behind that, folks. Headband throwing, things like that. They toss to Hatch. This is George Hatch going right. Or Wyatt Hatch. Excuse me. He breaks a couple tackles. There he goes. Back up the middle. He breaks another tackle. At the goal line. Touchdown, Warriors! The sophomore. Wyatt Hatch showing you unbelievable quickness and lateral agility there. He just jitterbugged his way. Broke about three or four tackles in there. And shows a whole different gear than anybody else on the team has. Yes, there's nobody with that kind of speed. And, you know, and I, I know what's keeping him from being a regular running back, and that's the blocking ability. Because you have to be able to block in this offense. Mm-hmm. All the running backs have to be able to execute blocks. And George has, he, or uh, Wyatt is still learning the blocking in you know, sophomore. game. He's a sophomore. He's not a real big guy, but. He uh, has moves. Boy, he is natural running ability you can't teach. Yeah, and speed. Warriors are going to try to kick the extra point here with Sergio Alba. Ooh. Who's our holder on this? I can't see who's down with that. There's the snap, they get it down, there's the kick, and. No. Yeah. yeah. It is good. Sergio Alba puts it through for the extra point. Who was that? 23. Wyatt. Yeah. Wygert was holding it. Wygert with the hold. Yeah. So great job by the Warriors to execute an a actual extra point there. It's 43 0, 3.30 line left to go here in the third quarter. This is Amity Warrior Football. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Amity Warriors with a commanding 43-0 lead with 3.39 left to go in the third quarter. And they will be kicking off Sergio Alba, kicking the extra point. And if the Warriors uh, put another score on the board, we'll have a running clock the rest of the way. Alba ready. Gets the whistle from the official. And it's a nice kick down inside the 20 to about the 15. Fielded there. Brought to the left. Weaving his way through traffic is number seven, and then he is piled up at about the 30-yard line. That is Landon Iverson on the return. So that's a good sign, seeing a kick actually travel beyond the 20-yard line in the air. Yeah, it was. And as Sergio works on directional kicking a little bit more, you know, and can kind of control where that ball hits, then that becomes uh, less of a liability. Well, well last year, we Almost every time we give the team the ball on the 40, it seemed like. That's a 30. Yeah, it's an improvement already. And we missed a tackle on about the 20 or 25 should have oh, been. Our guys don't have a lot of practice covering kicks that deep. This <laughs> 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 formation. Reed brings the man in motion. Hand off to the fullback. And he is piled up Russell after about a yard. And uh, still first-team defense in there. That will probably change next quarter. For the Warriors, 64 is that is one new in there. 64 is Ashton Pappas. Yeah, playing linebacker, and here comes. Here comes. Uh, this is Braxton Miller, I think, yep. He's coming in, isn't it? 25 yep, for, for Josh. Braxton Morgan, sorry, not Miller. Sorry about that, Braxton. And Al- Albus, yeah. Albus on the other side. So okay, so yep, a few a few uh, backup varsity defensive players getting some experience here. Reed drops, looking to throw under pressure, sacked, wow. and that is. Keenan Graham Graham and and Pappas. Pappas. (laughs) Oh, my. Keenan Graham having himself a game defensively. What a great blitz coming from that backside. He came off that right corner, blitzed in there on the passing down, and able to uh, track Reed down from behind. Reed had no chance on that. He saw Pappas coming, was trying to avoid him, and Graham came from the backside and hit him. Comes the new guy, 33. For the Warriors? Yep. So into the game, number 33, that is Michael Mather. Yeah, Coming in. Probably have him in a cornerback position. Got Graham out of there. Mikey, a freshman. There's a snap. Quick throw out to the right side. Completed. And then a great tackle by Logan Grove. He wraps up the nice. receiver. Number nine, John Pass, and brings him down in his tracks. A loss of a couple on the play. What a great play by Logan Grove. Logan does not look dynamic in the way he moves. But he moves better yes. than you think he's moving, I guess is the way to say that. It doesn't look as quick as it is. He has good football sense. Uh, and he always takes the right angle. Yeah. And that's more important than how quick you move is how accurately you move, right? Taking the right angle, and he's a sure tackler. Great play there by the sophomore yeah, defensive they're, back. They're going for it. Fourth and about 18 here. 18. It's a snap. Should have been a false start. There's a throw deep to the left. Hoping he's, down the right side. hash going up and... Picks it off. Should have, interse- should have, dropped should have knocked it. it down, but Hatch gets an interception, and instead of having the ball at the 22, we'll have it back at the 49 of Amity. Yeah. Great right. coaching. It's, it's hard to resist picking the ball off. They'll talk to him about it later. It's like, hey, it's fourth down, buddy. Just knock it down. We would have picked up 28 yards uh, on the play.
1: Where's Tronby? <laughs> there we go. Is Tronby talking to him? Uh, they'll talk to him
0: later about it. I think he's still in the game. And... uh he gets the interception in the books, and the Warriors lose about 25 yards, 28 yards on field position, but that's okay. That's a learning experience. 43-0, Warriors with the ball, 122 left to go third quarter. That's exactly what the coach was hoping for. I mean, the Salem Academy coach. Yeah, I mean, that's as as a punt. Better than their last By The last punt was only a four-yard net gain. Yeah. Grove and uh, George Hatch as the running backs with Clark at the fullback. Weigert split out left. Bring Hatch in motion. And to Clark. Clark, nice up the middle, got a hole, still plows ahead for about eight yards. Reagan running hard there, freshman. Told you about his size, 6'2", 180-pound freshman. Played fullback in middle school. We thought they might convert him to a tight end here in high school, and uh, they've decided they like his size at fullback. Runs hard and runs to the right hole. Those are two keys as a fullback. <laughs> hit the hole hard and hit the right hole, and don't fumble the ball. Yeah. It's key. This time it's... Uh, a toss. It's going to be Logan. Logan getting to the outside. Logan Grove makes one guy miss. Going to have a first down and plenty more out across the 35, down close to the 30-yard line, maybe inside the 30. 29 maybe. Great run by the sophomore Grove. So you get a little hammer in the middle and a little lightning to the outside. Yeah, he been a nice juke, he it's what we're talking about right it's not how fast he is it's it's in the moment mm-hmm. doing the right thing mm-hmm. and making the guy miss first and 10 warriors at the 29 of salem academy we wind down to the end of the third quarter here with 20 seconds black under center hands to clark right up the middle he's hit by three white jerseys he ploughs ahead for a couple and sometimes as a fullback, that's all you do. Yep. I mean, it's part of keeping the defense honest. And sometimes they know it's coming, and they commit a lot of guys to it, and they bring you down. You don't get much of a gain. But then the next time when you fake that, and those three or four white jerseys suck in and you give it on a counter, they're out of position. It's all part of that play-calling rhythm that you get in as a coach. We are headed to the fourth quarter. This is Amity Warrior Football Warriors with a 43-0 lead over Salem Academy. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Fourth quarter, getting ready to start here. Warriors with the ball and driving inside the 30-yard line at about the 27, I think. Maybe the 28. It's going to be second and long for the Warriors there. Bernard's is still in. moving the chains here. Yeah, offensive line. You've got Bernard's and McMullen and Pappas and Alec Previt, and I'm looking for one more Ian, lineman in there. Uh, Ian Yokum. No, sorry, uh, Wyatt. Wyatt Yokum. Yeah. Sorry, Ian. Yeah. 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 You said it. I said it. Yoakum in there. So, uh, Previtt getting some work at right tackle. And Alba's the tight end. And Previt, a, uh, a six foot. Three-inch, 260-pound freshman lineman. Yes, he's got a lot to learn about playing line at the high school level, but he's got the the skill set or the uh, the abilities to develop that skill set and really be a dominant lineman. Black under center, fakes to Clark, rolls to his right, looking for a man. He's going to run it. Black turns it upfield, hit, spins. Is going to be close to a first down. Inside the 20-yard line, nice run by the sophomore, Black. Good-looking run. Yep, and a, and a real good uh, decision on his part. He was rolling out looking for the pass, didn't have an obvious recipient there, and so he turned it upfield and made positive yardage. First and 10, Warriors ball at the 19-yard line. Got just enough on that last spin. And I liked he had that ball covered up with two hands when he was mm-hmm. going to take some contact there. That's huge. <clears throat> Warriors break the huddle. Clark at the fullback, Grove, and George George Hatch at the wings. Split out left is Weigert. Bring Hatch in motion. Clark Clark fighting for positive yardage. Might have got a yard in there. Three white jerseys standing him up. I like the leg drive, though. Didn't go down on contact, even though there were three guys there. Lower the pads and push forward. It's going to be second and nine. Part of his challenge at, at being 6-2 in a fullback is learning how to get those pads low. And we saw that from the Onalaska kid last week, 33. He lowered those pads, followed his blockers, and just punished tacklers. Good lesson there for Clark to learn. Black under center. Gives it to Johnston coming around, and he's wrapped up and brought down. That was a good defensive play by number 14, uh, Chase Brown. And it will bring up third and loss, of, loss yards. of a yard, so third and ten.
1: What if he'll throw the ball with uh,
0: Well, Black can definitely throw, Mr. Black. and you've got uh, George Hatch in there, who's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. You've got Logan Grove, who I assume can catch the ball well. Weigert's out at wide receiver. So if you do throw, it's probably, who's your tight end here? Alba. So uh, if you throw, it's probably going to Hatch or Grove, I would guess. Black brings Hatch in motion, fakes, rolls left. Going to run it. He wants to run it himself, and he has nowhere to go. That was good defense there by Salem Academy. They defense that well, and without minus one, you know, without your top receiver in there in Wart, uh, uh, and then not having your number two receiver because he's playing quarterback, uh, it's a little different defensive uh, assignments there for Salem Academy. They don't have to be quite as concerned. But if you split hatch, split Hatch out here? Who's the 81 that came in? And that's a receiver. Eighty-one, I believe. That's one of our young guys. Yeah, Brant Bell, freshman, okay. five nine hundred fifty pounds. He's actually a pretty good receiver, uh, but just young. Black under center. Fake it. Right, it. Right, Black, open. Right, throw, open. right He's got his man. It's Grove. And he catches it. Logan Grove coming out of the backfield. And he's down. Nope, he's in. He Touchdown, started. Warriors. Logan Grove. I told you, Ron. They were going to throw it. It was going to Grove or Hatch. And Grove with a great catch actually in traffic down right. there. Nice throw by Black. Put it right on the hands as Grove went up to get it. Uh, but it was an outstanding throw by Black and a great catch by Logan Grove. And rolling this way, he had a lot of time to throw the ball. And he throws a nice ball. Well, I'll tell you what. Good tight motion. Accurate. Still learning the offense, really. Uh, that's why they gave him a couple quarters of JV that's a week right. ago because uh, he's still learning this offense and, and the decision-making process. Going to go for the Next extra point again. again. We'll have a running clock after this. It's 49-0, and mm-hmm. we've got a On whistle him. as they're trying to blitz in. So we'll take it half the distance and try it again. We do have a long stepper now. It's Barber. Yeah, they've been working at the last couple of weeks. Remember the first week they didn't have a long. Didn't have that, and you had to develop it. And so, uh, Hunter Barber, the sophomore, doing the long snapping duties—that's pretty exciting for him. Uh, that's a whole different skill, too. Uh. I mean, you got to hit that target with the ball. It's got a window of about two feet by two feet. You get a hit. And he almost didn't hit it, and that one's going to be almost oh. blocked. It comes up a little short. And we were just talking about that snap. That one was too high, and it messed up the timing on there. So Hunter's still working on that, and he'll get there. We're going to take a break. 49-0 Warriors with 8.15 to go. We'll have a running clock when we come back to Warrior football. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Warriors set to kick off. Sergio Alba teeing it up. See if we can get the coverage out here. we got Luke Johnston and Logan Grove. Kane Black, uh, Enrique Martinez, number 25, Braxton Morgan. I can't see the other side very well. And know. we've got a whistle blown. And a, <laughs> I think he started forward before the whistle blew. He heard the whistle blowing, he stopped, and then everybody else went offside. So illegal procedure. He should have kept going. We also have Wyatt Hatch and George Meeker and... Reagan Clark and Dylan Anderson and I can't see is that 56 56 Colby Nyseth? Colby Nyseth. Yeah I think you're right So several freshmen out there some other young guys sophomores getting some experience here on kick coverage and getting working on that varsity letter They didn't play this week so they're No really, they did they're, they're hungry, hungry. Yeah. Alba now with the Whew. kick 5 yards back drives it down the middle of the field. He's got to work on that. It's fumbled at the thirty, picked up at the thirty-five, and then Black wraps up the ball carrier and brings him down. <laughs> so they will have it at the thirty almost the forty. Mark it right at the forty yard line. That's close enough. Why are we blowing? And we're blowing whistles like crazy. It should be a running clock. A and a Same timeout account. taken by Seven Academy, so the clock won't run yet. It'll stop at 7.33 to go in the fourth quarter. So timeout taken on the field. So as the Warriors head into uh, playing Coquille next week, uh, I'll tell you what, Ron, you weren't with me when I went to Coquille last year. I was there. Were you there? Yeah. No, not yeah. Coquille. Oh, already? I didn't go to that one. No, because I think uh, Reg came up and did the color with me. Um, Coquille last year had a running back uh, that was – Probably, outside of of Joey Tripp, probably the best running back we faced last year. Um, Just, you know, not on a team that could compete. But, boy, I'll tell you what, he was a load. He was uh, about 5'10 and 205 pounds and quick. And I think he was a senior last year. And uh, so he is... um, we're not gonna have to deal with him, luckily, because he might have given this this team a little bit more trouble than uh, he gave last year's team. He ran for, I want to say, 150 yards plus in that game against us. We had a really hard time with him. Um, it, what was the score, though? Did we beat? Oh, we won that game pretty easily. They had no answer for West Street, or West ripped off like a 75-yarder and then a 60-yarder. I remember. And, uh, but yeah, that was the, that was probably the best running back outside of uh, Joey Tripp from Rainier that we saw last year. He was, he was very dynamic. Good new quarterback for them. Number nine, I think that's Pass, right? John Pass in the pistol here. Brings the man in motion. And so the fullback wrapped up and brought down. And the tackle there. See who that is getting up off the ground. First one. Uh, Sergio Alba on yeah. the tackle, number 42. 42. Yeah wrapped him up, brought him down for a two and a half yard loss there, second and long for the Crusaders we've got Dylan Anderson now in on the line, along with uh, Lucas May at nose tackle, and on the right defensive end, is Hunter Barber linebacker positions, you've got Clark and Alba, and I can't see who's in the middle Pappas, uh, Pappas, 64 in the middle pistol formation, pass, waiting for the snap Brings a man in motion. Hands off to the fullback, and he's wrapped up and brought down by Lucas May. Good tackle by the senior there.
1: Pappas on the ground hitting Yeah.
0: Third and long with no gain on that play. Third and about 12. Clock running down to 624 to go in the fourth quarter. Warriors with a 49-0 lead. So I don't think uh, Umatilla only put 19 on these guys, Ron. I don't think Umatilla is anything to be concerned about in the state playoffs. Because this is not a team that uh, is going to stop a good offense.
1: <clears throat> Who else do well,
0: we have in the game out there? Find me some numbers. Huh? Mike Mather in the game. Yeah, Mike. Bring a man in motion. Quarterback drops and wrapped up by Mike Mather and sacked! The freshman with his first sack wearing the same number as his brother wore. All the way through high school, 33. Mike not quite built like John yet.
1: <laughs> of course, no. John
0: Mather was a five foot 11 inch, 180 pound block of muscle with speed. state state champion hurdling speed, speed in the 110 and the 300, for, as well as a long jumper. Um, we'll see if Mike gets to that point or not. But that was a great read and react by Mike Mather. Blew that play up. Fourth and about 18 to go. 81 is in. They still have. They got so 91 is Brant Bell. How about 20 over here? 20 is Evan Berkey. Yep. And, and they got I nice can see ya, that's back being safety. Oh, yeah. He's out there to make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. He got, he's uh, directing traffic out there, helping guys know. So a little leadership out there for Dylan Nytheth. Oh, that's amazing. And they're going to have a false start. So it'll be fourth and about 23 now. Clock continues to run. 4.50 in County to go fourth quarter. At- it's unfortunate for these JV guys that you have a running clock because <laughs> you know they don't get as the kind of playing time they'd like to get. But wonder if they have a game next week. Oh, yeah, they will. They're going to play uh, San Christian. And that'll be a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Sandy Diego Christian, good football program there, so that'll be good for the JV kids to get a full game in. And I don't know if they'll bring Kane Black down to play two quarters of that game or not. Um, They may be feeling comfortable enough now with him at quarterback that he doesn't need the JV time. Open up some time for some of the, like Meeker and Berkey. Berkey's a quarterback, isn't he? And so is Meeker. They toss left. Line sucks in. There's a good wrap-up and brought down for another big loss. I believe that was Braxton Morgan, number 25, with a big tackle. He read and reacted to that one. And the Warriors will take over deep in. Crusader territory. Ball will be spotted at about the 25-yard line, 24-yard line. Warriors first and ten there. The tired Salem Crusader bunch. They They don't have a deep bench. They've played about 12, maybe 13 guys this whole game.
1: Some of their other subs are all. They're all playing
0: now. Both are they getting them all yeah, in? Yeah. But. Uh, And that's good. It's a good chance for those young guys to play as well for the Crusaders. They don't have a JV program this year, and so uh, some of those young guys, freshmen and sophomores that haven't played, need some time. 3.28 to go. Warriors line up. Wing T formation. Weigert split out left. Black under center. Hands to Clark right up the middle. He's got room to run. He busts off one tackle and then is dropped after a gain of about eight or nine. Reagan with a nice run there. Hitting, he's hitting the hole faster. He's starting to learn that you have to explode to that hole. This, it's a different speed game than 7th and 8th grade, that's for sure. Well, in the off, they don't run the same offense no. as they do up here at the high school. And so, that uh, fullback position. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the Warriors do a nice thing. Berkey under center for the Warriors. Berkey takes a snap. Hands it to Mike Mather. Mather gets the corner. He's got the first down. That one's gonna come back. Two holdings. One came in at the end of the play. Mm. One before. We might have offsetting penalties here, Ron. Mm -hmm. But the clock keeps running. So hopefully they'll sort this out quickly so the kids can get another play in there. Officials gather to talk about it. I think we might have offsets here. We have a hold against the Warriors. We're going to have a personal foul face mask against the Crusaders. Those will Replayed. offset, and they'll replay the down. Yes. So second and two again from the 16-yard line. Just under two minutes to go now. So we got Kobe Noyce at a tackle now and 51. Hunter Barber playing right guard. Or no, he'll play center. Yeah, McMullen's in Still there. Still in there. McMullen helping to direct traffic there for those young guys. And now they sub out, give it on the count on the end around. Can't see the number on this. Austin Flynn, the freshman, and he gets down to the one-yard line on that. And I'll tell you what, Ron, Austin Flynn, we talked about what a natural runner Wyatt Hatch is. Austin Flynn, another outstanding natural runner. He doesn't have quite the speed that, that Wyatt does, but um, I don't know if I've ever seen a middle school runner with more natural um, ability to understand angles and change his speed to mess up the tackler's angle. Um, he's an out. He's going to be an outstanding high school running back. So they subbed uh, Clark out to give Braxton Morgan some su- some uh, reps at the fullback position. Bring the man in motion. They hand it to Luke Johnson. He cuts up and he's in. I think. He might have. Did he get in? He, he did. In. Luke Johnson with the touchdown run. Touchdown! Yeah, it's a big moment for the junior, right? Is he junior this year? I don't he think he's year? played football before. I don't know if he played last year no. or not. No, I don't. I don't think so. But he's a. Oh, he's a senior this year, is not yeah. he? Yeah. 5'6", 140-pound. He came here to play baseball. Um, From Perrydale. Yeah, transferred in, and then uh, this year playing football. So good for him. Exciting for a senior to uh, get himself a touchdown of any kind.
1: Kyle
0: Rice into the game as well, playing line there. We didn't mention him before.
1: This will be the last play.
0: 55-0. Warriors will line up to go for two. Braxton Morgan, the fullback. Mather and Johnston. They might just kneel down. And they'll just say there's no play. You don't do the two-point conversion, I guess. So that is it, folks. Final score, Amity 55, Salem Academy 0. Chance for uh, both teams to play all their kids tonight. That's always nice. And they'll head down the 50 yard line to uh, shake hands here after the game. And I didn't see any bad sportsmanship out there by either team tonight either, which is always nice. And uh, Salem Academy in a rebuilding phase here for sure with a new coach and a young team and and uh, you know it's it's tough playing against a team that's that's better than you in all phases of the game but um, you get beat up a little bit but you uh, you learn from it and you get better and it helps those Salem Academy players understand what it takes to get to that next level. I didn't see any hurt bodies. I didn't see anybody go down. So great job by the Warriors tonight. Finished strong and. Uh, Exciting for uh, all those freshmen and sophomore JV kids to be able to get some varsity playing time tonight. So that's always a, always a great thing and, and fun for the parents that get to be here. And uh, we want to thank you for joining in and listening. I don't know if you even did fourth quarter stats. or oh, yeah, I you, have. Okay, we'll, we'll let you tally those up. We'll be right back and uh, give you some final numbers here.
1: This is Amity Warrior Football. We'll be back in just a moment.